It's Star Wars Sunday here on Han Talks First. Welcome, everybody, to episode 155. I, of course, am the host, Han. It's a pleasure for you all to join me today so we can talk about everything that's awesome about Star Wars. Hope you're having a good start to your week. I am, I guess. I guess you could say that. For those of you that know me, I've been working on a short film. Um, Not the one I directed, but I've been writing the music for someone else's recently and it's been taking up all of my time but today is the last day i'm working on it and then i am donezo with it and maybe i'll share some stuff with you guys at some point whenever i'm allowed to but i'm almost done and this is my escape today this this little youtube stream podcast this is my escape for the day because then right after this it's right back to the keyboard and guitar and all that stuff and hitting record so welcome thanks for joining me if you are joining us live let me know who's here in the chat so i can say hello and you can share your thoughts there as well um what are we talking about today well the title of the video suggests that today we're talking about the opening scenes of the skywalker saga ranking them best or excuse me worst to best and breaking them down and talking about how important opening scenes are not just in Star Wars, but in movies in general. And it seems fitting because last week we talked about the crawl and should the opening crawl of Star Wars be applied to every movie or not. So if you missed last week's episode, go back and check it out. And I did it with a guest, a four-legged gamer, who is another YouTuber. You can check out his channel as well. Um, But yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, I did want to mention something kind of random that I, I saw on YouTube last week. And it was this this viral video that's been going around. It's a Robin Williams impersonator uh, and great actor named Jamie Costa. He released this Robin Williams. I think he's calling it a test test footage. Um, Essentially, essentially he's trying to get a, a film made about the life of Robin Williams. And he released this little clip showing what he's able to do with that character. And it was just outstanding. And, it's somewhat related to Star Wars because Jamie Costa has made tons of Star Wars fan films and in the past, and he's done Obi-Wan Kenobi and Han Solo. And his, I wouldn't even call it an impression, but his take on those characters is very, very well done as well, as well as the Robin Williams one, which I think is his best. But he does a great Han Solo and a great Obi-Wan. Um, those short films are fantastic, and I would love to see him go on if you guys have seen it too let me know what you thought of it but it's a great video kind of random to bring it up on this show but uh, i highly recommend it it's pretty cool so um welcome to all the new people if you're watching this live on youtube or twitch subscribe so you don't miss an episode and you can also find us anywhere podcasts are found we do episodes every week sometimes more than one and um we cover mostly star wars but occasionally we'll talk about marvel and other things like that so Thanks for joining us today. And if you're feeling like you want to support this channel, support me any way you can with some pocket change, you can head on over to the link in the description, streamelements.com slash hauntalks first slash tip, and you can support me in all we do. I mean, someone's got to pay for this hauntalks first coffee that I have every week, right? I'm just kidding. You don't have to support. I thank you for being here. So before we get into our main topic, I'm actually resurging something. I'm bringing something back that we haven't done in weeks, in months. Uh, It's a segment of the show that was one of my favorites. 
and I'm finally bringing it back. That's right. I'm bringing back Star Wars Replay. So here is this week's installment. I hope you enjoy. Star Wars Replay. Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, all the way back in 1956, everyone's favorite princess, Carrie Fisher, is born. In 1977, the same year that Star Wars A New Hope came out, Sam Witwer is born. In 1983, Felicity Jones, the actress from Rogue One, is born. All the way back in 2005, Peter Mayhew, who plays Chewbacca, becomes an American citizen this week. In 2003, Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3 was released on GameCube. And finally, in 2001, The Phantom Menace was released on DVD. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. So yeah, I'm going to try and bring back Star Wars Replay every week. Um, It takes a lot of work to do that, just doing all the research and stuff. So maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But as of right now, it's back. So (laughs) hope you guys enjoy. And then the one thing I'll say about it is, of course, Carrie Fisher, it's her birthday this week. Um, we still miss her dearly. But the other thing was the Phantom Menace was released this week in history in 2001. The movie itself came out in 1999. Now, I don't know how long that movie's window was for exhibitors in theaters, but imagine imagine you like this movie, first of all, and you couldn't wait to get the hard copy, the physical copy. You had to wait two years until you could get a DVD version of Star Wars The Phantom Menace. I just thought that was interesting because nowadays it seems like movies come out while they're still in theaters on physical media. Avengers Endgame, for example, that one was still in theaters when the Blu-rays came out. I remember I got mine. Well, I got mine late, but it doesn't matter. But I remember getting mine while it was still out in theaters and thought it was just a little interesting. It was also available on streaming at the same time that it was in theaters and there was physical media out. So I just thought that was kind of funny how 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 fast modern day um, distribution has like adapted and to to imagine waiting two years for a DVD or Blu-ray release of something is is mind blowing. So, yeah, there's that. So the main topic today, the reason why you're all here, we're ranking the Star Wars opening scenes from worst to best. And we're just going to jump right into it with my number nine now i'm not counting solo nor am i counting rogue one um that's its own thing we're strictly talking about skywalker saga today so number nine may not actually be what you think i'm going to say for those of you that have watched me for a while or listened to the show for a period of time you know that my uh you know of my mild distaste for the movie the last jedi and that's putting it politely but surprisingly, I did not put the opening scene for The Last Jedi as my worst, as my least favorite opening scene in all of Star Wars. I know, it's hard to believe. I actually reserve that spot for episode two, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. I believe this is the worst opening scene in any Skywalker saga film. Now... I will say I am actually a big fan of the prequels. I do like those movies a lot. And I also want to preface that this list here is not me ranking my preference of the movies overall. Not at all. This is strictly based on opening scenes alone. At some point, 
I will make its own video about me ranking all the Star Wars films, but that's for another time. And I know I've been getting a lot of requests for that. But Attack of the Clones. Do you guys even remember how this movie opens? Probably not. It starts off, of course, in space, and we see a slight step up in computer-generated imagery than The Phantom Menace. A slight bump. A slight upgrade. And we see a ship approaching Naboo. I'm sorry, not Naboo. Coruscant. And on the ship is Queen Amidala and her two escorts. And we find out that one of them is actually Padme herself. And the other was just a decoy, one of her handmaidens. I forget her name. And then we see that it was an attempted assassination on the queen because the ship blows up, blah, blah, blah. So the plot of the opening scene here is to get Princess Amidala to the Senate so she can vote. If you remember, they were saying when... Uh, uh, Padme walked up to her handmaiden and was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And she dies in her hands or whatever. And then she, the the other guy, I can't remember his name, but he walks up and he's like, madam, we have to get to this vote. This vote is very important. That's the whole plot of the opening scene. That's that's the opening scene right there. Now there is, and like if you want to extend it further and go into the next scene to follow, which is a great sequence, when they try and assassinate Padme herself and Boba Fett sends... Um, I'm blanking on the girl's name, but the other bounty hunter that he hired, the lizard girl, I can't remember her name. And she sends the little worms into her room and then Obi-Wan jumps out the window and grabs the little droid. And then Anakin goes in a speeder chase. That would have been a great opening scene for this movie. But I understand why they George did it the way he did, because he wanted to introduce Anakin in that elevator to show that he had grown up, to show that he was more connected with Obi-Wan than before. But we'll get into their relationship later. But the opening scene for Attack of the Clones, I think, is the weakest scene in all the Skywalker saga for starting off a movie. Why is the opening scene of Star Wars, or any movie thereof, important? Well, it sets the stage it sets the scene for what you can expect going forward in this movie. And this, what this scene does in Attack of the Clones is it says there's a vote going on. And of course, it's to, I think it's to impeach Chancellor Valorum and then replace him with Senator Palpatine. I could be wrong there, but there's some vote going on. That is not the overall story of this movie at all. In fact, I don't even know what the main storyline of this movie is, except to show all the bad things that are happening to Anakin and his love connection with Padme. But none of that is set up in the opening scene. And if anything, if you don't introduce the plot of an opening scene, at least make it fun and let the audience know, hey, this is the tone of the movie we're going into. This is what you can expect. And I don't think Attack the Clone does that at all. If anything, it dries it up even more. It's already this kind of nasty, washed out look. You know, they're in the cloud city everything's foggy everything's kind of faded in the background and there just was no there was no build-up there was there was nothing so this is why this is my least favorite opening scene in star wars and uh i think you know i would love to hear what you guys think as well if you're watching this live you can tell me your number nines number eight number seven as i do mine because i'm curious to hear what yours are but then if you're watching this later on in the comment section, I would love for you to tell me what your favorite Star Wars opening scene is, what you think is the best of all time. Now, before I go into number eight, I'm going to head over to the chat 
just to see who's here and um, say hello. And um, my girlfriend is, is and Twitch. Hey, baby. Um, and Star Wars Arrowverse is here. Sith Care Bear Robin and Rule Farm Boy and Max is here. Wow. Thanks. Good to see you all. I'm so happy you could join. I hope you're all having a great Sunday. Thank you. Uh, who said it? Who said the name of the bounty hunter? Um, Rule Farm Boy. Zam Wessel was the bounty hunter hired by Django. Thank you. <laughs> I knew it was like it started with like a three letter word at the beginning, but thank you so much. Um, but yeah, hey guys, it's great to see you all. Hope you're having a great day. And um, yeah, tell me your favorites and least favorites as we go on through this list. And hopefully you, Corday. Thank you, Sith Care Bear. Everyone. What kind of Star Wars fan am I? Corday was the name of the decoy slash handmaiden of Padme, the one that got assassinated at the beginning of episode two. Yes, played by Rose Byrne, um, who's a great actress. Love her. Um, okay, so let's jump. Actually, Rule Farm Boy said something interesting. Uh, Attack of the Clones opened up with a pan-up shot, which was the only Star Wars movie in history to open up that way. And he's correct. Um, it's a... Very interesting thing to point out. I'm shocked I didn't write that down. So they all usually open up with the crawl and then it fit the, the starry background and then the camera pans down to something. And in this case, it's the only film that pans up. Now, I would be very interested to find out why that choice was made. But uh, maybe we'll have to look into that and I'll do another episode on that at some point. But um, thanks for sharing, Rural Farm Boy. Always keeping me on track. All, all you guys, you all, you all make me a better Star Wars fan. So thank you so much. Okay, so number eight. Number nine was Attack of the Clones. Number eight. And again, again, you're not going to believe this. I didn't put The Last Jedi. I didn't. Uh, inside joke for us and my, my, me and my listeners. So my number eight spot for the least favorite of the opening scenes is actually from The Phantom Menace. The first episode of star wars back in 1999 now this movie was really really important and it still is important today if you think about its history and its contribution to the way trailers are made and uh, box office ticket sales things like that but <clears throat> it was more important to the fandom because it was a 15 to 20 year hiatus of star wars films that people never thought would make a resurgence and when it did it was the biggest hype of all time and its opening scene needed to be something that was going to take fans' excitement level, no matter how high or how low, and bump it up a few more notches. And I don't think this film did that. Not as bad as Attack of the Clones, but it's definitely still pretty bad. Now, if you remember, this episode, The Phantom Menace, starts out where you see these hooded figures entering the Trade Federation ship. And we know them now as Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn. The reveal was a little lackluster to me. I mean, we know that they're Jedi, even though they call them ambassadors. But it was just a little, a little too off for me. Now, the other thing about why I think this is one of the worst opening scenes is there's tons, tons of CGI. Tons of C like CGI, unnecessary CGI. And it was very much like the special editions of the original trilogy and what George Lucas had added to those. If you look at just the hangar scene, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn arrive at the Federation ship, you see tons of walkers, tons of droids just walking in the foreground and the background, flying above, all that kind of crap. It's everywhere. It's, it's insane. 
I think that was overdone. I will say the opening shot, however, of the Trade Federation ship, which I don't have a picture of. I'm sorry. Um, that was a great opening shot. It did look like, hey, we're taking Star Wars, what you used to know and love, and we're going to make it look a lot crisper and a lot cleaner, even, it, even though it was CGI. But once they get into the hangar, that's when it started to just lose me a little bit. It was distracting. It was oversaturated with CGI. And of course, when they get into the main room, they're waiting there to discuss a trade dispute. Again, another plot element that is not really necessary in an opening scene. I mean, yes, this movie is about the trade, the, the intergalactic trade routes and trade disputes and negotiations. The negotiations were short, but it wasn't fun. It just It's not entertaining. If this movie was genuinely made for 12-year-olds, George, then why is it all about taxes and politics and... Oh, that's right. You put Jar Jar in there. Never mind. So it's okay. And then, of course, we have the two... Uh, what are they called? The Viceroy and the other dude, the guy that are in charge of this, the, the separatist leaders, I guess you would say. And they are... You know, they get a lot of hate for being like kind of, I guess, a racist in a way, which which I totally understand. But one thing about these two characters here that I think could have been approved upon was if, oh, Newt Gunray and Viceroy. I think that's correct. Someone's going to correct me. It's probably going to be Rural Farm Boy. Um, but one thing that could have made these characters more intimidating and impact the audience a little bit more is if they did not sound like this. But instead, they had some kind of alien dialect. It would totally reference all the way back to the original trilogy where aliens have their own language and don't speak basic. It would come off less racist and it would be also more intimidating to the audience. And then you don't have to worry also about that terrible ad-libbing, how the words don't match up with the way that their lips move. I understand it was a practical mask, but... With all the CGI in this opening scene alone, you couldn't use it to at least fix the lips matching the words as they come out of their mouth. That always bugged me, even as a kid. I thought it was like a dub. I thought they weren't speaking English, and it was <laughs> it was dubbed over to try and make it a little bit more understandable. But anyway, this movie also introduced Darth Sidious, or Palpatine, in the opening scene, similar to how in A New Hope, Darth Vader was introduced as the main bad guy. Now, there are some great lines in this opening scene. A lot of it has been made into memes, meme culture today. But a great line made by Lord Sidious is, I will make it legal. Now, one thing about this scene is that it feels you get this menacing presence with this Darth Sidious coming on screen saying we have to kill those Jedi. Don't let them leave here. You know, the uh, senator or the chancellor shouldn't have sent them here anyway. Yet there is no... Sorry, I'm trying to find my notes here. There, it's very anticlimactic. I don't feel the threat that I'm supposed to feel when watching this. And because there's no real-world threat in that, you would hope that there is one playing out in the next shot. But there's not. Because Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn get gas pumped into that room to try and knock them out and or kill them, yet there is no reaction from them. They're just like, oh, there's gas. Don't worry, we have little breathers. Put them on. So they put them on. And then they open the doors. And uh, Newt Gunray, I think, or Viceroy, he says, 
where are those droidicas? And he sends in the droidicas. And then they come with the other uh, B-11s. I forget what they're called. The little, the little droids. And then the battle droids. They open the doors and find them there. And they're just like, oh, just droids. Slice through them like butter. No threat at all. Where, where is the, the tension? What, what is going on here? Is, are they just... Anyway. And then they get up to the main room where the two uh, Trade Federation separatist leaders are. And they just he just puts his lightsaber in the door and it starts to heat through. There's no like there's no reactionary responses from the actors in the situation. There's no real threat. And that's why I consider it to be my number eight. I just feel like this was this opening scene of The Phantom Menace was a slow burn with no payoff. Usually a slow burn is it, it's okay in a movie because you know, it's going to pay off later. It's going to build up. Things are going to be pieced together. But with the Phantom Menace, I didn't feel that. And I think it's one of the weakest opening scenes of the movie. So that's why it's at my number eight. Um, oh, Newt Gunray was the Viceroy. Rune Hako was Newt's second. Thank you. I knew you were going to correct me. I knew it. Thank you so much. Um, it looks like I'm having some issues with my chat. So, um, if I, if I miss someone, I apologize. Okay. So we have attack the clones. We have the phantom menace. What is number seven? Well, my number seven, uh, least favorite opening scene goes to the infamous last Jedi. Now I don't say any of what I'm about to say to lessen the, favoritism to people who enjoy this movie not at all um this is just my own opinion so the last jedi has this opening shot that is very uh, a lot of people's favorite actually it is this this um fast moving camera through this um escape pods that are leaving the planet where their base was on and it gets and it, it shoots all the way, it zooms past all these escape pods straight into the ground in which they're escaping from, which is a very interesting way to start out the movie. However, I think it's followed up by one of the worst line deliveries I've ever seen from a good actor, by the way. Um, the first actor we see in The Last Jedi is Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter. And she is talking with some random soldier. And they walk up to the camera and then they, she's just like, we have to, the guy's like, we have to get out of here. Come on. They're, they're right behind us or something. And she's just like, there's no time. We have to go. And I, that's, it makes me cringe every time I think about it, every time I watch it. But immediately it starts off with just terrible line delivery and, and acting, which I think is a director responsibility. And then they look up and they see all the starships approach and then it cuts back. And then we start to see them formulate their plan to attack the first order as they're coming after them so oh she says just get everyone on the transport that's what she says i just don't like that line delivery i think it starts off kind of weak so then it goes in and it starts showing the star destroyers arriving as they're trying to escape and then it cuts to poe dameron and poe dameron is uh trying to distract general hux who is leading this mission and it just it just jumps in with the you know the jokes. I'm sorry. I know a lot of people like the jokes, but the jokes for me, it was too much. Poe Dameron comes in and he's just like, I'm calling for general hugs. Not hucks, 
And then he says, I'll hold for Hux. And then he says something about his mom, something about his mother. I can't remember, but it was just joke after joke after joke. I didn't understand what was going on there. And then he attacks the dreadnought. And part of it is just a practical issue for me and just uh, not being able to suspend my disbelief when he attacks the dreadnought because he's just this one TIE fighter going after all their, their ion cannons. And they, for some reason, can't attack it because it's so small. I don't quite understand. And um, he's going against Leia's orders. And then it cuts to the bombers, the resistance bombers trying to bomb. And I just think more poor performances are brought in by the actors on the bombing ships. And then you have these weird cuts where she's falling down the bombing ship and ship and lands on the bottom platform. It cuts to black. It immediately cuts back to her waking up. But it's like, how long was she out for? Like, what was the point of that cut? And then it was just, it was setting up so much to me that just wasn't really necessary. And one thing that this movie opening scene did do um, phenomenally well was set the tone for the entire film. The opening scene of Last Jedi perfectly sets up what you can expect for the rest of the movie, uh, which is a, a reason why I dislike it, but it does do a good job in that. You know, a, a lot of this movie is is totally centered around the opening scene alone because you have Poe Dameron's relationship with Leia, which is kind of being in a tug-of-war situation. And you also have Rose's sister kind of being the crux of what makes her want to be, you know, a better resistance fighter or have more initiative rather than being some mechanic and then of course you have hux just being this this loser in the first order and wanting to prove himself wanting to be the best and keeps being outshined by kylo because he doesn't have any superpowers and so it does do a good job in that respect but for me it's just performance writing and just delivery delivery of expectation for the remainder of the film so for me the last jedi is in spot number seven now moving on to number six and then i'll get to more of your guys comments there too uh number six for me is the predecessor to the last jedi and it is the rise of skywalker so the rise of skywalker begins with a very you know gut-wrenching shot of mustafar if you're watching the video this is not the shot from the movie <laughs> it's just the quickest photo I could find of Mustafar and it starts off with that and immediately I was like oh my god yes take me to Mustafar and we see Kylo rummaging through the forest killing some dudes and then he finds this little little holocron the wayfinder that looks like a holocron but it's not a holocron so I was already a little confused by that because it looks exactly like a Sith holocron but it's not and then he flies to Exegol you could argue that that's a different scene in its own, but I do consider it its, its own sequence. Flies to Exegol, finds the Emperor, realizes he's still alive, and then gets sent with this mission to kill Rey Skywalker. Now, for the first time watching this, this was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. And it was actually, this whole opening scene was presented as a trailer like four days before the movie premiered which bugged me a lot because I would have really loved to have seen that scene first on the big screen rather than on my stupid phone. I can't believe I had to watch that for the first time on my phone because they released that as a trailer. 
people are already going to go see this movie. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, so continuing on with that, what is what are my problems with this opening scene? There's, there's a couple. So let me start off with the Emperor reveal. So first of all, we all knew the Emperor was coming back from the trailers, etc. And the, the opening crawl, blah, blah, blah. Opening crawl is terrible, by the way. And I, I could do a whole another episode about the opening crawl of the Rise of Skywalker being so crappy, but I'm not. So this this opening scene just doesn't make any sense with the Emperor. Yes, there's explanations to where he's been, but it's not really that clear, nor is it concise or, you know, entertaining. There is this great line that he that is spoken, though, when he's just like, I have been every voice you have ever heard inside your head. And it's the voices of the Emperor, Snoke and Darth Vader. I think that's a, that was a great line, especially the way it was done with the different voices. It helped set up the character and where he's been, what he's been doing this whole time. Of course, it was just rushed and put together. It wasn't part of the plan, of course, but I thought that was a great line. But what doesn't make sense to me is what could the Emperor give to Kylo that he couldn't already get for himself? And yes, he presented him with a bunch of ships, right? He said, I, I can promise you everything. And then you see this montage of all these ships emerging from Exegol with what is presumed to be a ghost crew of tons of different new allies for him unknown and then he mentions the the final order will be complete soon but what doesn't really make sense to me first of all is well why not just kill him right there he's the only threat and he's tied up to this little lawn chair you could easily just cut him down and be on your merry way and take all this for yourself that's what he did with snoke he did the exact same thing with snoke so why not do it with the emperor he has nothing to come at you with and the emperor like gets off to this idea so often of wanting to be struck down by people. <laughs> he probably would enjoy being struck down by Kylo, you know? So it just, it, it doesn't make, that's one thing that doesn't make sense to me. The other thing that doesn't make sense about this opening scene is what he tells Kylo Ren to do for his first mission. He says, kill the girl. But he didn't want him to kill the girl. He wanted him to find the girl to bring back to him so that the girl could kill the emperor. So the opening scene just doesn't make any sense. It's, it, it, doesn't, it sets up the movie, but it sets it up with false expectations. He wasn't supposed to kill the girl. And then, of course, he reveals to him off screen that it's his granddaughter. Now, there might, you could argue there's probably more to the scene that wasn't shown that we didn't hear or see, but it's a very confusing scene. And, you know, he, he goes on. He's like, I made Snoke. Okay, how? Why? <laughs> what was the purpose? And other things like uh, explaining where he's been and what's been going on. The pathway of the dark side. What does he say? The pathway to the dark side of the force is a, a way... I forget what he says, but you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's the line that was uh, repurposed from Revenge of the Sith. The, the, the dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. Okay. It was great in Revenge of the Sith, but that doesn't apply here. That doesn't explain anything here. You're just repeating things you've said in the past. It's like that uncle that has that catchphrase that can't stop saying it at every Thanksgiving dinner. It's like, okay, uncle, we get it. Enough is enough explain yourself come up with better jokes you know things like that so this is why the rise of skywalker for me 
is in spot number six. Now, as I'm talking about it, as I'm getting my thoughts out there, I'm starting to realize it may actually be even lower than spot six, but I have to go by my initial ranking um, and what I was feeling at that moment. So as of right now, number six, the rise of Skywalker. Before I get into number five, uh, which is we're about halfway through, uh, I'm going to jump over and see what you guys are saying here. So, Max says, to be honest, I really like the opening of The Last Jedi, but understand your opinion. Totally. Uh, I think a lot of people do. And honestly, it may just be because I don't like the movie overall. That's probably what it is. Um, but uh, I do think it says something about the my list, my ranking, that I, I didn't just put it at the bottom because it's my least favorite film. I do think there are uh, good elements to that opening scene. Um like I said, it sets up the, the whole movie itself in a very, very great way. Um, can you hear me now? Um, Josh, I could never hear you. So I'm not sure what that, what that means. Uh, Max says, but the mum jokes are a little bit much. I think that The Rise of Skywalker has the best opening from the sequels, especially when Kylo flies to Exegol because these scenes for me is Star Wars horror and it really... And it works really good for me. And he continues and says, yeah, I think JJ just wanted to have a legendary sentence in the movie. Okay, so yes, I think the opening scene visually, visually, The Rise of Skywalker is incredible. The entire movie, everything about it, the technical aspects, the camera work, the coloring, whatever. Um, but I just think the story wasn't strong enough there now comparing it to the previous rankings that we've already given it does set up the film pretty well however a lot of it just doesn't make any sense and i think part of that is just to have to do with the fact that you know this putting palpatine in the movie was a last minute decision and it was never part of the plan now one thing that would be interesting to do is going back and looking at john colin trevorrow's is that his name colin trevorrow his version of the opening scene of his version of episode nine, Duel of the Fates, um, and comparing and contrasting it with The Rise of Skywalker. But that is an episode for another time. But yes, the horror element, Max, you're correct, of The Rise of Skywalker's beginning was something I really liked too. It was gritty, it was dark, it was, it was, it, it set the tone. And I enjoyed that too. Thanks for pointing that out. Okay, so spot number five. Number five, I'm gonna make a lot of people upset with this. And I'm sorry. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just ranks number five on my list. And it is the opening scene of The Empire Strikes Back. Now I know I can hear you all screaming to your monitors right now or your phones. I apologize. But to me, Empire Strikes Back opening, while beautiful and stunning and epic, is still only number five in the best opening scenes of Star Wars. So let's talk about it. Let me explain to you why. So the opening shot, similar to A New Hopes, is a Star Destroyer. But the Star Destroyer is launching probes onto the planet Hoth. And then when we get to Hoth, we see that the probe itself is actually this new droid that we hadn't seen before, at least at that time when the movies came out. And it's doing scans of the planet and they're hunting for the hidden uh, rebel base, not just on Hoth, but everywhere around the galaxy. So 
right away, we already know the context of the film to come. Obviously, by the title alone, The Empire Strikes Back. And I will say, when this movie starts off, immediately you are stunned with how beautiful it is. The movie starts off on a snow planet, an all-white planet, yet the colors are so vibrant. If we look at the shot of just Luke on his tauntaun, the visor is green. The colors in the background, there's hints of pink in the clouds. It's just stunning to look at. The camera work is excellent. Cinematography is fantastic. The performances are incredible. Irvin Kirshner did a fantastic job cutting to the inside of the rebel base. And you see the blues and the pinks working together even more so. And even coming out more with Princess Leia and Han and their love connection and stuff like that. So Luke Skywalker is shown in this opening scene, unlike in its predecessor, New Hope, right off the bat in this glorious panning, establishing shot of the planet Hoth. And we see right away tons of different art forms working together. We have stop motion. We have practical. We have um, a little bit of uh, CGI, things like that. And it, it's all done really, really well. And then he sees the probe droid fall from the sky. He thinks it's a meteorite, so he goes to check it out. And what's great about him going to check out the the probe droid landing is that you're set up to believe that he's going to be in danger from that probe droid. And then you're immediately taken off guard because he's actually in danger from the Yeti that's standing right next to him and knocks him down off the Tauntaun. So it's it's a great misdirect in this opening scene because the intimidation when that probe droid lands on the planet and you see oh this is an evil this is an evil little robot look at this guy he just screams i'm gonna destroy everybody but it's not the robot that he should have been afraid of in that moment it was the the snow monster so it's a great opening scene however why it's in my number fifth spot is because it's just short it's just really short that's not saying that it's bad that it's short it works perfectly for this film but it's not long enough to set up the full story of what we can expect to see. It sets up tone, at least for the first act. And um, great performances. You, can, you already get a sense of how beautiful this movie is going to be and how, how grand this film is going to be with the music and the, the look of it and everything. But for me, it is number five. And um, I apologize to everyone who loves this movie with all of their heart. And it's number one at all of their charts. So it gets, it makes you wonder, like, what will be my number one film for the opening scene? We'll have to find out. But my number fourth, my number fourth opening scene is from another revival of Star Wars, The Force Awakens, Episode 7. So immediately when you watch The Force Awakens... What do you feel from that opening scene? I'll tell you. Fun. F-U-N. That is immediately what you feel. It's, it's engaging. It's entertaining. The colors are grand. Um, the, opening, the opening shot I have a problem with, but the whole opening sequence itself is fantastic. So let's break it down. Let's talk about it. So the opening shot 
trying to mimic that of the original trilogy starts off with yet again another star destroyer emerging from the bottom of the screen and we see in the distance that it is launching uh, these little pods filled with stormtroopers down to Jakku and then we see the first ever glimpse of what these new stormtroopers are going to look like so right away it's telling everybody hey this is Star Wars with the opening shot and the next shot of the clone troopers. These are your new clone troopers. Get used to it. So it already it's setting the stage a little bit for what we can expect. And then it cuts to Poe Dameron. And we meet Poe. Poe is the first character we meet. You could argue Finn because he was a stormtrooper they had their their the shot on, but Poe is the first one we see in the flesh. And Poe is picking up a map to Luke Skywalker from this old man who, whom, uh, yet again, I forget the name of. And um, we know the stakes. We know the stakes are set in this opening scene. We know what is going to happen. We know the plot. We know the tone. And we can already feel tension in the air because we know that the First Order is coming after those plans, similar to the Resistance. Everyone wants to find Luke Skywalker. So... Every character, every main character of The Force Awakens is introduced in the opening scene, except for Rey. Again, calling back to A New Hope, how Luke Skywalker wasn't really introduced until like 15, 20 minutes into the movie. It might be 22, a ridiculous number. But anyway, we meet everybody. We know who we can expect to see in the remainder of the movie. Poe's fate, uh, interesting enough, is actually similar to that of Leia in A New Hope. He is finding a, a plan, a message, a map to Luke, similar to how Leia had the plans to destroy the Death Star, and then gets captured, puts it in a droid, and then goes off to their Starkiller base, whatever. So he already has the same fate as Leia, which is very interesting. So we see connections to the original trilogy. And then we see the arrival of Kylo, mocking that of the arrival of Darth Vader, on that um, Tanta 4, is that what it was called? The ship that they were on? So what was what was so great about when he arrived and he killed all the villagers and stuff like that, and he looks at Finn and gives him that look after he has the blood on his helmet. It's just such a menacing look, and you can already feel the tension in the air, even though both characters have a mask on. It was one of my favorite moments of this opening scene. And I'm kind of jumping all, all over the place, but what I'm getting at is the, the character beats in the opening scene alone are so specific, and everyone has, has one. Poe is introduced as this cocky young uh, pilot who wants to, wants to be amazing and thinks he's, thinks he's Han Solo, right? I mean, he, he's like making fun of Kylo Ren and, and stuff like that. Like, I can't hear you through the mask. Who talks first? I talk first, you talk first. Finn, we realize, is kind of snapped out of his brainwash phase and he doesn't want to be in this, you know, business of killing people. And he has the blood on his helmet. This, the symbolism behind it is brilliant. And we already get this sense that this character is going to be really important going forward. He's going to abandon the First Order, things like that. Kylo, we know, is just this eager, desperate um, emo boy who, who wants to find his uncle uh, to kill him. And one of the, the best lines in this opening scene is when Kylo says to the, the old man, look how old you've become. And the old man just says something far worse has happened to you. 
that line <laughs> is amazing. And it's the way it's said. The performances in the opening scene are fantastic. It's done very well. And then, of course, BB-8, introducing our new droid, who is so damn cute, so lovable and fun, and such a great design. It's just, The Force Awakens is amazing. I love it so much. And the other great line said by this guy, who I am losing my mind that I can't remember his name, was when Kylo Ren is talking about Princess Leia or whatever, or General Organa, and then he says, or I'm sorry, Poe. When Poe says to him, Leia's going to be happy that we found the map or whatever, and he says, to me, she's royalty. Everything this guy says is just gold, and I was so sad. He's in the movie for like four minutes, and I was so sad when he died, like in the opening scene alone. It's just so sad. I wish he could have stayed in the movie longer. And I'm, I'm checking at the chat now because I guarantee you someone has said his name, and I am going to lore Lore Zanteca, thank you, Sith Care Bear. I, oh, Rule Farm Boy said it too. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. I uh, I should have known that. I should have known that. I'm just, I'm just off today. I don't know what it is. Um. So yeah, those those are some reasons why I love the uh, Force Awakens intro. Before I, I look at what you guys are saying, one more thing I'll say about it with the the opening scene is for the first time ever in Star Wars history. The Force Awakens humanizes stormtroopers with Finn. After his buddy dies and he has his bloody handprint on his helmet, we immediately recognize this as a person, not as some bucket head. It was, it was interesting. It was different. It was new. And God, just thinking about the fate of all these characters in the next two movies is so disappointing to me. But regardless... I think The Force Awakens is fantastic. It's not in the top three, but it's definitely a great opening scene. So let me see what you guys are saying here. Um, Max says, I really like the opening of The Empire Strikes Back, but it's my least favorite opening from the original trilogy. Mine too. Mine too, actually. Which is funny because it's it's such an amazing film. Um so we have to let it go. We have to let it go. That's not the best opening scene, you know, but um, looks like Sith Care Bear's favorite opening scene or best opening scene of the original trilogy is A New Hope. I guess we'll have to wait and see what I, what I have to say about that. So we'll see. Josh says, I, or Max says, I agree. To be honest, the opening of A New Hope is my favorite opening from all Star Wars movies. Awesome. So we have two people saying, their favorite opening scene is A New Hope. Uh, yes, I totally agree with Rural Farm Boy. Never apologize for your opinion, regardless of who 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 he's who you're talking to in the chat. Um, don't apologize for having an opinion. I totally second that. Thanks, Farm Boy, for sticking up for people. Um, Han, I think your number one will be A New Hope or Revenge of the Sith. Well, we're getting real close. We'll find out. Um, I think the opening of The Force Awakens was good, but for me, it's not one of the best. Tantive 4 was the name of the ship. Yes. Thank you so much. The Force Awakens, this is from Josh, says, set the stage for what could have been the best trilogy. Too bad they dropped the ball from there. I agree. I totally agree. Um, and it's no one person's fault, So, which is, I hate having to like... Um, 
like defend myself every time I say that. But I, I totally agree with you. It could have been a, a, an amazing trilogy. The opening scene alone does so much for the movie. Uh, it does everything that we said an opening scene should do. However, I still think there are three movies that do it better. So let's jump into my number three. And my third top opening scene of all of Star Wars, if I can find it, put your guesses in now. Where is it? There it is. Okay. So number three, there's only three movies left. There's A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, and Revenge of the Sith. My third ranking is for Return of the Jedi, episode six. So Return of the Jedi, what can I say about it? Uh, just in a general sense. It's my least favorite original trilogy. Yet it's in my top three position of opening scenes. The opening scene of... Actually, the whole first act of Return of the Jedi is incredible. The, the direction is so vastly different than the previous two movies and it's 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 done so well let's just talk about it let's just jump right into it so it opens up yet again with another star destroyer emerging from the top of the screen a direct callback to a new hope but this time in the background is a death star now what's great about this opening scene is yes it's paying homage to that first opening shot from a new hope but this time we see we feel something a little bit different than we haven't felt in the previous two films and that is <clears throat> starting off right away not in the middle of a war not in the middle of uh, a mystery but rather in the in the middle of the empire's uh, political navigations through a chain of command and if you don't understand what I'm talking about, I, I worded that poorly, so I get it. But it starts off with these Darth Vader ship approaching this new Death Star 2. And they get there, and we, we enter the hangar of this Death Star. And what's fantastic about this opening scene is it's directly parallel with, with its ending. We start off in this hangar at about you know two, three minutes into the film. And then with only three, four minutes left of the ending of the film, it ends in the same spot with Luke holding Darth Vader, who is now his father. But this time, the shot is reversed. And instead of entering, they're leaving from both sides of the camera. It's very poetic. Now, that's kind of going all over the place with the film. But for the opening scene alone... We start off with Darth Vader and we see a little bit more vulnerability to the character as far as his ego goes. You know, there's some great lines here when he he enters and he's talking to uh, Admiral Piaf, Piat. I, I, someone someone correct me what the hell this guy's name is that he's talking to. And he, he has some great lines such as I'm here to put you back on schedule or the emperor is coming. And the, the guy's just like, the Emperor's coming here? Oh my gosh, well, we'll double our efforts. And then Darth Vader says one of his greatest lines ever. You better hope, what does he say? The Emperor is not as forgiving as I am. And right away, it's like, Darth Vader kills people. When they mess up, he's killed like all of his, like, um, his admirals in the past. Once they do something really small and minor and inconsistent, he kills them with a simple force choke. 
And when he says that the emperor is not as forgiving as I am, that just totally sets up that this emperor is, we thought Darth Vader was evil. He's nothing compared to the emperor. If that's a forgiving man, what the hell is the emperor going to be? So we get the sense of tension, not just between Darth Vader and his minions, but also tension building up that we're going to get the ultimate bad guy in the universe. And it's, it's threatening. I feel the threat when I watch this opening scene. But it's different, too, because we start off in a calm setting. The, the music really isn't intense. It's, it's simple. It's, it's, it's landscape. It's soundscape. And it's, we, we're walking with the Empire in this opening scene and feeling what it's like to be in, in, their, um, in their point of view, which doesn't really feel like part of the film. It's an interesting opening scene. It, it sets the table for this movie very well. And it's just something different. It's something that I think deserves a, a number three opening scene for because of how it sets the stage. Now, we could go on and talk about the opening sequence of Jabba's palace and all that kind of stuff, which is fantastic on its own, but not considering any of that and just considering how short this movie is. But to sum up, the Return of the Jedi opening scene starts off as a threat. It lets you know that this is the finale, that the Empire struck back, the Empire failed, and now they're pissed off because the Emperor is coming. The Emperor of the Galaxy is coming. It's time to, you know, lasso up, if that's a saying, I don't know. And with that opening shot of the, the Star Destroyer coming in above the camera and we see the Death Star in the background, that shows you how desperate they are. That they rallied together to quickly make another Death Star so that they could fuck shit up. That shows that they're scared. And Darth Vader is scared. He's scared that he's not sure if he can capture Luke Skywalker, if he's not as powerful as he used to be. He's scared that the Emperor is coming when he says that I'm, I'm more forgiving than him. Things like that. It's a great opening scene. It's short. It's short, but it's sweet. And that's why it's in my number third spot. I'm going to see what you guys have to say about that. Uh, let's see here. Another person has joined us. Logical Robot. Good to see you, my friend. I feel like I'm the only one who thoroughly enjoys repeated watches of Solo. The world building in it especially could have led to such great things. Well, I'm glad you like Solo. Um, uh, we, I didn't rank that in my list today because I'm just talking about Skywalker saga um but uh, world building yeah they did go to a lot of different places some of which was from star wars legends novels or eu from back in the day which was kind of cool so thanks for bringing that up um and his theory is that empire is number one actually empire was number five uh so uh, you must have just joined in uh sorry about that um max says i absolutely love the opening scene from return of the jedi but yeah, it's also my least favorite movie from the original trilogy, but I still love it. That's just one thing I find interesting about my list here is Return of the Jedi is my least favorite of the original trilogy. But I think the opening scene is incredible. And um, it, it's so different than any of the other opening scenes of the, of the films. Um, Sith Care Bear says, on the ramp of the same ship too. That's right, on the same ramp. Uh, very poetic. I'm going to bring up those pictures again. So it starts off the movie where Darth Vader exits the ramp of his shuttle, walking away towards the right side of the screen, entering the Death Star. And at the very end of the movie, 
He's leaving with Luke, going back to the same shuttle and dying on the ramp as a new person. Just beautiful symmetry. It's it's so I was I was watching a review a couple days ago. Someone was talking what day was it? I think it was like Thursday. No, it was Friday. On Friday, I was watching a review of the Empire Strikes Back that someone recently did. And I'll just go ahead and say it. It was uh, the Sith Council, uh, Christian Harloff and Steph Sabra. And they reviewed the Empire Strikes Back uh, for the first time together. And just hearing them talk about it just kind of made me get emotional just thinking about moments from that movie. And now that we're talking about Return of the Jedi, again, getting emotional thinking about just the story it tells and how, how great it is and just the mythology of it and the impact it has on storytelling and on, on people and um, telling the story about fathers and sons and family and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, uh, if you guys are ever interested, I did an episode on the podcast a long time ago, all about the symbolism of star Wars. Uh, Go back and check that out. It's one of my earlier episodes. I think it was from season one, um, but you might find some interest in it. If you are interested. Um, Moff Jaredin. Jarjardin, Gerard, Ger, Gerard, Gerard, Moff Gerard. I actually had no idea that that was his name. That is a first time for me. I had no idea. Autocorrect ain't nobody's friend. Okay, so Moff Gerard, Gerard, I don't, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but thank you for enlightening me yet again, my friends in the chat. So, okay, we're down to two, everybody. We're down to two spots left on the ranking so let's hear it what is number two it's either a new hope or revenge of the sith it's it's a tough one it's a tough revenge of the sith and a new hope both have very good opening scenes but which one is my number one spot and which one is my number two they're both very different extremely different um but we'll break them down and talk about them here in a second um, Sith Kerber says, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. Well, my spot number two, as I get my my screen ready, ranking number two for me is Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Now, I love Revenge of the Sith, but the opening scene for me deserves a lot of a lot of praise. And I'm going to start off by saying what would seem to be the most obvious reason why, and that is the music. The music of the opening scene of Revenge of the Sith is this huge, bombastic compilation of every Star Wars theme that we've had at that point when it came out in 2005. And we, we hear this beautiful transition of sound reflecting the transition of power that's about to happen in the film from a sweet, uh, patriotic sound in the music transitioning to this deathly, uh, militarized pa- uh, patriotic sound, but more of the empire sound. And we hear that right off the bat in the opening scene. The music in the whole entire opening is fantastic. One thing that's really special about the music in this opening scene that a lot of people don't realize is 
It's actually not featured on the soundtrack. Yes, it's on the soundtrack, but not as it plays out in the film. So there's this, I think it's called comping or compositing. Um, what's done in that opening scene, the way John Williams handles the music is it, every every horn, every whistle, every violin complements an action that is happening on screen, including the lightsaber fights. And it's done it's done so well it's scored masterfully and at some point i want to do a whole another episode just talking about the music of the scene but that's one of the main reasons why revenge of the sith has such an amazing is my number two spot on best opening scene now you could argue that one of the reasons why it's bad is the massive cgi fest at the beginning of the film but i would actually go as far as to say that this is one of the best cgi opening scene battles ever I think the CGI in this opening scene is top notch. The best that Lucasfilm has done at that point. And you saw this huge upgrade in um, in work from The Phantom Menace to Attack of the Clones. And then you see it again in Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith. The way that they improve the technology and making it look so much crisper and cleaner is great. Now, I will say the one CGI that I hate about the opening scene is the um, the characters the CGI characters in the ships is actually kind of bad. And especially that part when that balcony falls on Obi-Wan and you see his, <laughs> his lifeless body, like just shuffle away a little bit, which he should have died by the way, but it doesn't matter. But anyway, another reason why this opening scene is so fantastic, aside from the amazing camera work flowing through the ships, you see, and it, it goes past that, that main star destroyer that you see at the beginning. And we, we, swing past it and we see war all out war above Coruscant which is what we've been dying to see what the Clone Wars is like and we see a little glimpse of that Star Wars is about Star Wars wars in space space battles Return of the Jedi had a great one but it wasn't until the end of the film this one kicks off the film with that saying Revenge of the Sith is going to be all out war and it's going to be intense even the opening crawl itself it says war the very first thing you hear and it delivers it delivers that. It didn't start off really slow and burnt out like Phantom Menace. And it wasn't just so short and anticlimactic and pointless as Attack of the Clones. This one opens up like, hey, you wanted fun? We got fun. You wanted lightsaber fights? We got that. You wanted war? You wanted the Clone Wars? Well, now you finally get to see what the Clone Wars is like. We know you waited since 1977 to see it. And now you finally get it delivered. But aside from that, it's also the relationship building between Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, you could argue that the elevator scene in Attack of the Clones was a great representation of showing their relationship build from when Anakin was a small boy to when he's a teenager. But I would actually go so far as to say that this does it even better. When we see them flying in their ships and they're having they're exchanging jokes and stuff like that, they're also connecting. They're bonding in different ways. And we, they're attacked by buzz droids, which is a complaint. The buzz droids are kind of annoying. But when they're being attacked by the buzz droids, Obi-Wan's just like, no, go ahead. You have to finish your mission, whatever. And he's like, no, I can't leave you. I can't leave without you. Because previously, it attacked the other clones. Anakin wanted to go save them. Obi-Wan said, no, they have their job to do, and so do we. But when it came to Obi-Wan, he was like, I cannot leave this guy. I have to save him. He's, he's my dude. He's my daddy, right? And so it builds the relationship between them both very well. And... You know, this opening scene was actually much, much longer 
than it, than we see in the final cut of the film. And I, I do think parts of it are long. I do think parts of it drag. Some of it is a little bit cringeworthy. Like for example, when R two D two is uh you know burning up those those droids and tar and setting them on fire, it's funny, it's cute, but there's some stuff in here that kind of drags on a little bit. And when you watch the deleted scenes, you can actually see, wow, I'm so glad they cut it down even more. Now, the opening scene is separate from the R two D two stuff, but you know, it's all one big sequence, so I'm kind of going to be jumping all over the place. But you can consider this whole opening scene to be up to the moment when the ship crash lands on Coruscant and Obi-Wan Kenobi says, another happy landing. You could technically count that as one big scene because it, it kind of is. But there is an interruption where the scene stops, which is when they meet Palpatine strapped to the chair, about to take it by Count Dooku. I'm kidding. But they see him in that room and he turns around, mimicking that from Return of the Jedi when he turns in the chair Again, more more symmetry. George Lucas gets off on things uh, being like poetry. <laughs> um, I was going to say something inappropriate and raunchy, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, what do you guys think about this opening scene? You know, the the last thing I'll say about it is even though it has some bad human CGI in it, even though it has the buzz droids, even though it has some cringeworthy stuff, I think it's all made up for with the relationship building between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Because this is the movie where they get separated. And if you think about it, they, they don't spend a lot of time together in Revenge of the Sith. They really don't. They save Palpatine, they go, they have a meeting, and then they separate. They go on their own missions and then they meet at the end and they fight to the death. So they think. And it sets up perfectly for what's to come at the end of the film. Bringing them together just so they can separate them. I love it. I love it so much. Now, before we talk about A New Hope, which I'm excited to talk about, uh, I want to see what you guys are saying. It. Um, yes, uh, Josh called it A New Hope is number one. Um, which I can't wait to explain to you why um, for reasons less obvious than you think. Um, yes, the score for the Battle of Coruscant is top-notch. I agree with you. Max says, to be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of the opening scene from Revenge of the Sith. What? You're not a big fan of the opening? Okay, guys, this was fun. Take care. I'll see you soon. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm not a big fan of the opening scene from Revenge of the Sith just because it's a big CGI fight that doesn't look really good to me. But yeah, the music of the scene is great. Okay, I I I think I overspoke uh, there. Um, the opening scene, the CGI does not hold up. Parts of it hold up. Um, if you're talking about um, uh, particle, uh, particle, what is it called? Particle visual effects, particle CGI. I forget what I forget what the term is. I think those still hold up. But as far as like some things like the humans and things like that, yes, they don't. Uh, I get it. It's it's a product of its time. Even then, some people would say it was bad. But I I do think that uh, it was pretty good. But yeah, the music is very good. Um, Josh says, in my head, I always hear the voice from the beginning of Clone Wars reading the crawl, and Episode Three is my favorite for that because it begins the way it does. Reminded me of World War II propaganda reels. 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, it was probably intentional because George really liked referencing dog fights um, from World War II for um, A New Hope and Empire and stuff like that, too. So uh, it's cool. It reminded you of that. It looks like they got the job done that they I hear the voice say war and I crack up. War. I don't even know how to do that. That guy's voice. War in the galaxy. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Jack Brody, uh, I think you're just joining us now. Good to see you. How are you doing? Episode 9 has the best opening scene, hands down. Epic as hell. Revenge of the Sith, second. And Force Awakens, third. Wow, that's an interesting list. So Jack seems to think that Episode 9 has the best opening scene, hands down. Interesting. Where do we put that in our list? I think I put it at um, number 6. So, Yeah. We don't see eye to eye, but that's okay. <laughs> okay, my, let's talk about number one. Spot number one, uh, A New Hope. A New Hope. Now, a lot of you are probably like, okay, but A New Hope is your favorite Star Wars movie ever, so that's probably why you put it as the best opening scene. No, it's not. This is actually an unbiased approach to it. I think the opening scene for A New Hope is not just the best opening scene of Star Wars, but one of the best opening scenes in all of cinematic history and i'm going to explain to you why if i can get my notes ready okay so a new hope starts off with the likes that no other movie have started off before with a space chase and everyone's going to say this but everyone says this all the time but starting off the movie with this giant starship emerging from the top of the screen and it just keeps going and going and going and going. And you see this, the size of this thing and how big it is. And you just filled with awe and wonder. But something we hadn't seen before is the space chase. There had been movies before this that have had elements of space in it. 2001, Star Trek, things like that. But nothing had ever had an opening like, like this one before. So it opens up with a space chase. And we see the scale of the ship moving over the screen and the best part is we have no idea what's going on we have no idea what this is we do know that the big ship is evil right because of the size of it it's it's visual storytelling at its best and then it captures the tantive four and it reels it into its um, tractor beam and pulls it into the ship's hangar so we do know already who the good guys are who the bad who the bad guys are not just from the opening crawl alone but and then the music behind it. The music behind it is fantastic. And it's already set up so well. And we haven't even gotten into the actual scene yet. So the next thing that takes place is we see all these soldiers running through the halls of the ship, going up to the front doors of it. And one thing that I notice is we see the fear in their faces. They are scared for what's to come. And it makes us scared about what is to come out of that door. Remember, no, no one had seen Star Wars yet. No one knew what was to come. So when they see these white helmets emerge, and then we see Darth Vader enter the screen through the fog and this giant, evil, menacing presence, he just takes over the screen. And they just start killing everybody. Now, there was this one actor in this opening scene that... Um, gets like a close-up on his face and don't know who the guy is probably don't really care but the look that he gives the camera is utter fear 
they know what is coming. They know it's Darth Vader because they have the secret plans to the Death Star. And we have to find that out as the story goes on. So it's, it's just, and nothing has been said yet. There's been no line of dialogue yet. But just seeing Darth Vader for the first time, this iconic villain is just so incredible. It would be like, I mean, there's nothing to compare it to. We start off the movie with the bad guy, which hasn't, I don't think that had been done before either. It starts off with the evil presence of our villain and then cuts to Princess Leia. But it, Luke is our hero. We don't meet Luke until like years later, <laughs> considering how, how long it takes place till we see actually Luke Skywalker. But um, that's one of the things. And just invoking fear in the scene. That's the best part. And not only by him just emerging on screen, but he takes a guy by the neck, holds him up, interrogates him, doesn't get what he wants, so he throws him against the wall. By the way, I'm going to give an academy, an, uh, an, a, um, a courtesy nomination nod to that actor that was picked up by Darth Vader and choked because uh, his performance when he got killed was absolutely incredible. I would demonstrate it right now, but I could never live up to that guy's acting capabilities. It was just so funny. He drops him, he falls, he does like a spin. Anyway. <laughs> also, to mention as well, the the remaster version of the opening scene makes it even better because it brightened the colors. It brought out the original film stock representation of what this original print would have looked like. And it just looks so good. It looks so crisp and clear. And one shot in particular that I think is one of the best shots in the movie is the shot of Princess Leia putting the plans into R2-D2 with the red lights behind her in the fog, this character that we haven't yet realized the importance of, but it's a, it's a woman. It's a woman and she's the leader and she is hiding the plans away so that this evil villain can't find her. And of course, Carrie Fisher. It's brilliant. But the shot alone is magnificent. The depth of field in the composition of the shot is beautiful. It's this long hallway that points down to the center. And we see this weird looking trash can receiving a, a three and a half floppy disk from this space princess. But it's just, it's beautifully done. And then she's hiding in the, in the hallways, the, uh, clone the stormtroopers come by and they they shoot her with the stun gun which was really cool too which is actually the only time we've seen a stun gun can you believe that it's the only at least in the original trilogy i'm not sure about the other movies but that was the first and last time we saw a stun gun in star wars was that that first opening scene knocks her out and takes her off to be interrogated on the death star um I'm just looking at my notes here. One second. So yeah, then the droid escapes and the princess is captured. What this does for the movie, unlike other spots in our ranking, we didn't get introduced to all of our characters. There was no need, but it set up the tone for this movie being that there is a, an evil in this world that is so fear enticing that these people would trust plans to the death star and hope for the future of their people in the hands of a robot 
to hopefully one day that message will get out to the rebel base and then they will have salvation. That shows the, the weight of the situation and the fact that this movie jumps immediately into the action, immediately into the, the plot of the story which is sets up the plot for the remainder of the film, but it doesn't even address what the main story is here, which is Luke. And there's so much we can talk about with this opening scene. I'm kind of all over the place, but a new hope does something that I think still hasn't been done to this day. And it's one of the best opening scenes of all time for me. Sorry, I'm a little distracted. I see some stuff on uh, the chat here in uh, a different chat. So I'm a little distracted. Um, but that is my number one. Um, I'm curious to know your guys' list. I did take a lot of time in thinking about all these films, looking at the opening scenes, ranking them. But just to recap, so number nine was Attack of the Clones. Number eight was The Phantom Menace. Let me put up a list here. Let me, let me put up some photos so you guys can see. So number nine, Attack of the Clones. Number eight was The Phantom Menace. Number seven was The Last Jedi. Number six was The Rise of Skywalker. The Empire Strikes Back was at number five. Number four was The Force Awakens. Number three, Return of the Jedi. Revenge of the Sith at number two. And A New Hope in number one. So that's my list. It may not be accurate. It may not be what other people think. But for me... This is what I think is the worst to best Star Wars opening scenes. Now, one thing I want to do going forward is comparing the opening scenes to the ending scenes or shots at the beginning versus shots at the end. I'm not going to do that today. That's a whole other day and time for we could do that. But going back to the whole, it's like poetry, it rhymes. George, George Lucas does that a lot in his films. And we do see some of that in the sequels as well. And that's something to really analyze I think we could do it another time because they're, they're very well-made films, all of them in their own regard, in their own respects. Um, but that is my list. And I hope you enjoyed this breakdown. If you're watching this on the replay, you know, feel free to subscribe, like the video. So you never, you know, you can support us any way you can. And um, in the comment section, let us know what your number one favorite scene is opening scene or favorite scene, whatever you guys want. But this was my episode on that today. Thanks for joining us today. This was fun. I hope you enjoyed my ranking. I hope you I hope you guys had a good time. I hope you're having a great Sunday. I'll let you get on with your day and um, have a great week ahead of you. Um, hopefully we can chat some more next week. If you guys are around Sunday at noon, we'll be back with another episode of Han Talks First. I got plenty of stuff to talk about. Looking forward to it. And don't forget Star Wars Replays coming back next week again. And uh, I'll try and bring back today. I learned Star Wars again, too, because I, I miss doing that. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, I'm Han. This is Han Talks First. And now, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.